Thank you for choosing The Balanced Life with Diabetes. This is Anita Westlake. Today's episode, we're going to talk about diet. One of the most difficult things to manage in anyone's life, never mind a diabetic's. A lot of us, when we're first diagnosed with diabetes, we take the diet a little more seriously. It's a lot easier for a short period of time to follow Um, It can be quite strict about it in order to get our sugars in a manageable state. After a while, though, people can be worn out, find it very difficult to keep up given our different lifestyles, uh, likes of food, our social lives. This can really be trying. And it's for anyone, I think, a diet's difficult. And the word diet alone, our mindset, a four-letter word, To think that you have to be on a very strict diet for the rest of your life is a very hard thing to wrap your mind around. But does it need to be that strict? We do have choices now, whether we realize it or not. And today's guest is here to share her experience with her diet and her diagnosis of gestational diabetes. Gestational diabetes is when a woman is diagnosed in the last end of her, you know, the last part of her pregnancy, usually around 25 weeks, and she develops diabetes. She has to go on a diet, take her blood sugars, um, take some medication, and manage all these quite strictly. After all, she is pregnant. She wants to have a healthy baby. It can be a very scary time, and of course. As most diagnosis, we think, oh my goodness, I've really got to be on this. The doctor has told me I've got to get my sugars under control, and it becomes quite urgent. And this is usually a successful time in a person's diet, as they take it very, very seriously. Michelle had, at the time, four children, working full-time as a caregiver, and then at 27 weeks was diagnosed with diabetes with her fifth child. Here to share with us is Michelle Chambers. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Thank you for joining me today and sharing. That's okay. How are you? I'm great. And how are you today? I'm very good. Thank you. Wonderful. So we're here to talk about gestational diabetes. Right. And you're a mother of five? That's right. Wow. And in your last pregnancy, you were diagnosed with gestational diabetes. Yes, I was. Now, before your diagnosis, did you ever have any any problems with your health with regards to diabetes? Any um, concerns with developing borderline diabetes, prediabetes, as some call it? Okay. Well, actually, they do think that I may have had gestational diabetes with... um, my second daughter actually because when she was born she was nine pounds 13 um and it was obviously in 2000 so they didn't really I don't think they really tested for it then so they're kind of saying now that yeah it was a possibility that I could have had it then because she was such a big baby and that is one of the um, they, the things they watch for is in um, in pregnancies before previous pregnancies. If you've had mm-hmm. large children, if you yep. have uh, diabetes in your family, type two, yep. uh, mm-hmm. with a close relative, did that all factor in? Do you have a close relative that has type two diabetes? 
Um, well, yeah, I mean, it runs in my mum's side of the family with the, the male, um, actually, not with the females. Um, my great uncles, a couple of them had diabetes, actually. So it wasn't really in the female side of the family. So maybe I started a trend. <laughs> well, and the other thing is you, you said that that was your great uncle. So it yeah. wasn't immediate family. It wasn't necessarily no. a, a sibling or a parent. No. no. Wow. No, no. And Crazy. so what brought on the test for, for gestational? Um, okay, so basically what they do now, about 27 weeks, is they do like a glucose test where they test your tolerance level to it. And I got a call back because um, it was really, really high. So I had to do um, another test where they starved me from 10 o'clock the evening before and they did a blood test um, and it came back that, yeah, I had gestational diabetes. Okay, so that must have been very scary and shocking. It was frightening, yeah. It was really frightening because it was a whole area that I never knew, I knew nothing about. And this was your fourth pregnancy because you've got um, twin girls You've That's got a right. boy, a girl, twin girls, and now you have a lovely baby boy. Yep. Now, uh, what happened at that point? So you're diagnosed. You're obviously very frightened. How were you feeling prior to this diagnosis? Were you feeling well? Was everything all right? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I had no, no real symptoms, you know. I mean, maybe I did, and I just put them down to pregnancy, you know, the feeling tired, um, feeling hungry all the time. Um, but, you know, you feel like that when you're pregnant. So I didn't really put them to that I had diabetes. So really it wasn't much different than your um, your other pregnancies, I'm imagining then? No, no, not at all. Wow. So if they hadn't done the test, you may not have known that you even had gestational diabetes. I would have had no idea. Wow. So that's so important that these tests are done during pregnancy. Yeah. You must make sure you go to all the tests that they asked you for, they call you up for. It's, it's so important. Now, what ha I'm, I'm curious, what happened after this? So now you're diagnosed, you've come in, they've given you the results, and what, what did they do with you next? Well, so they sent me straight to um, a diabetic clinic, a really lovely nurse called Kerry, and she sat me down and she explained everything about gestational diabetes and they put me on a strict diet for a week um, to see how I, how I got on with the strict diet. And they gave me this, this little gadget to just test my blood sugar levels. And I had to record it in a diary and then go back after a week so she could check the levels and go from there. Now, when you say a strict diet... What what does that really entail? So did they give you a meal plan for a week? Did they explain? They gave me a, yeah, they gave me a meal plan. Lots of foods you couldn't eat, um, you know, high sugar foods that you couldn't eat um, and drink. Um, things that you just take for granted, like, you know, you go, and, go in the kitchen for a glass of dilute juice. That would just throw your sugar so high. It would have to be, um, you know, low-calorie um really small meals, um, two hourly. So you'd have your breakfast. And if you were still hungry, you would have to wait two hours to have a snack and then two hours again for your lunch. So it was really like regimental. And the timing and the amounts and yeah, wow. everything, so everything. Did they teach you anything about carbohydrates, how they affect better choices? Obviously juice was off the table. Yeah, um, juice was off the table. I think porridge was off the table. 
um, any sweets, any sweets, any chocolate. Um, I think pasta was a no. Um, it was really quite strict, actually. It was um, it was quite hard um, knowing what you could and couldn't eat. So how did you find that in um, just in following that for a week? Really hard because, you know, in pregnancies, you, you get this really like nausea feeling and the only way to sort of cure that nauseous feeling is to eat and I'd gone from you know constantly eating or picking or snacking to now just feeling hungry all the time and you know waiting for my breakfast and then my two hourly snack and it was really really hard and I think the first week I actually crashed where I just I just felt so tired I just had to shut my eyes and go to sleep it was like a meltdown wow and you've mm. already got at this point you've already got four children to care for yeah. all the yeah. meals the you know the preparation for the rest of your family so yes. did that did you have your obviously your own diet I understand that Ch did that change at all for the rest of the family or were you uh, just no not really I just you know I'd make them a meal and then just basically pick out what I could have from it so if they was having chicken and chips I would do chicken and salad um so it was just that altering things slightly and it was not like a major difference really okay so that was helpful and yep. now what happened after this week of this strict diet and you went back to the doctors the nurse I would imagine and how did that work for you well it didn't help my insulin levels were still really high um so I had to go straight on insulin Oh. So, yeah, so basically they gave me a choice. Um, they said it was either I could inject myself or take insulin tablets. Um, the difference being that the insulin tablets would pass through the placenta. Um, they didn't know, you know, what side effects it could have on the baby, but they knew that it would pass through the placenta, whereas the insulin that you would inject wouldn't. Um, personally, I don't like injections, but just because of that choice, I chose to inject. Oh, wow. So now you had to give yourself a needle. Yeah. Now, was it more than once a day? Was it just the once? Yeah. So it would be first thing in the morning um, before breakfast, and then it would be at night. So you were taking it twice a day. Now, was it the same sort of insulin, or were there two different kinds? No. There were two different. I can't actually remember which ones they were. Um, there was a daytime insulin and a nighttime insulin that was completely different because basically what was happening to me was my resting insulin levels, which was what was happening while I was asleep, um, which was nothing to do with what I was eating, was really high when I would wake up. So I had to have a completely different insulin at night that would keep calm that insulin level down. Wow. So yeah. you went from... Um zero to about a hundred mm -hmm. <laughs> that's pretty scary now how long did your your training last in learning how to give yourself injections and um I guess the diet would have looked a little different after you were taking insulin yeah yeah it was completely different yeah did you have more choices when you were on insulin um I wouldn't say more choices um no not really um Obviously, I yeah. I mean, I could eat I could eat different selection of of breakfast once I had the insulin, because certain breakfasts were raising my levels really really high. But now I was injecting myself. I had a, a slightly more of a choice. Not not too much though. 
Now, did you ever uh, get explained or were you ever taught how to deal with low blood sugars or high blood sugars? Did that ever come into the equation for you? What to do if your sugars dropped to yeah. a level or if they went really high and spiked? Was there anything that they taught you on, on you know, how to manage this? Yeah, I can't I can't really remember about the highs to be honest with you because it just seems like such a lifetime ago. But um with the lows because obviously I was driving, I was a care support worker. Um they gave me something called Glucotabs and it's fast acting glucose energy tablets. So that you could basically if you felt really low and really shaky and your levels were really low, you could grab, you know, some people grab a couple of biscuits or um, a fresh orange juice, but these tablets would just do that for you. So they were quite handy. I mean, already you've got four kids, you were working, pregnant, and Mm -hmm. newly diagnosed with gestational diabetes. That's a lot. It was a lot, yeah. Wow. And so how did you find your day-to-day management? Did you did you find things, I mean, other than being scared, you're already scared. Mm-hmm. So that makes things, you know, difficult to manage. I think a lot of, you know, in our mindset alone, yeah, um, you know, we're dealing with so much and the worry you're pregnant. Yeah. And of course you want the baby to be healthy. So how did you um, deal with all this? Did you have a, you know, support through uh, any kind of center or with, you know, through a diabetic management team? Um, To be honest with you, no, not really. I just had the one nurse um, at Adambrook's called Kerry, and she was my port of call for everything. So if I needed to, you know, ask anything, if I had needed any advice, it was her. And obviously because it was gestational diabetes and they needed to get everything under control and they needed, obviously because the baby was showing signs, that he was too big for his size so they needed to get me healthy to get him back into the right levels I literally lived up that hospital I think I was up there about twice a week wow okay so they were really watching and monitoring you and at this point you were doing I would say your own monitoring at home yeah yeah I had to do blood tests every two hours and write them in a diary so I had to prick my finger run it through a machine and check my levels every two hours. Every two hours. So this wasn't just pre-meals. This was on a constant level of every two hours. Oh, God. My fingers were like pincushion. Wow. So when you were at work, you would have to travel, which, you know, I recommend to everyone to always have their um, kit, I would say kit, blood testing kit with them. But at this point, I mean, you're really testing a lot. Yeah, I was testing a lot because, you know, like I say, my insulin levels were high. Um, pretty pretty early and they were high through the night so they needed to get me under control pretty quick um, and I was kind of I kind of ended up taking an early maternity leave because you know I just couldn't do the work and this and the children so I think about two three weeks into knowing I had um, gestational diabetes I, I went on early maternity leave and so at this point I would say it was a mission you were going to get this under control yeah, get your levels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just became obsessed with it. Yeah, I just needed to keep the baby healthy. I wasn't really bothered about me. I was just, you know, concerned about the baby. And so, how long did it take you to get these levels um, where they were happy and you were more comfortable? I, I mean, to say you were comfortable, meaning, you know, I, I guess you're looking at the doctor and the nurse or the nurse at this point and saying, okay, are my levels at a, 
you know, where they should be. How long did this take? It didn't take long. It, it was a couple of weeks. Yeah, it was literally a couple of weeks. And once they told you, you know, so far so good with the management after a couple of weeks, how did you find keeping it up and keeping it somewhat consistent? Um, well, I kind of, I kind of struggled because I think I, I was so healthy. I was losing too much weight. I was kind of losing two and a half pound a week in the end. So then they had to say to me, look, come on, you need to now eat some bread. So they'd been telling me not to eat this stuff and I was regimental, but now I was losing like five pound in two weeks, which was no good. So I had to alter my diet again, um, to find the right balance. And, and then about, I think four weeks into the diabetes, my waters broke. Um, so then I was in and out of hospital with diabetes plus leaking fluid. Oh my goodness. Now, um, did they equate some of this to your diagnosis or is this a separate issue? Well, they don't really know, to be honest with you, because basically, um, if your waters break early, it's normally because you have an infection. I had no infection. And because there's not enough people that waters break for no reason, they they don't really investigate, to be honest with you. But it could have been something to do with the um, diabetes. Really? So yeah. how far along in your pregnancy did this happen? You said four weeks. So would this have uh, been roughly 31 weeks in pregnancy? Just nearly, yeah, nearly 32 weeks, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, having said that, what happened once you did go into delivery how was that was it any different than your other pregnancies yeah it's really hard because it's controlled so basically you're on the bed you don't move from that bed you're hooked up to a drip um the the midwives are testing your finger finger your blood every two hours um I wouldn't eat because I didn't want my insulin levels to rise because his levels could drop as he was born and then he would end up in special care. So it was pretty stressful. Wow. Now, when you say his um, sugar levels, well, glucose levels would drop, Mm -hmm. what did they tell you about the baby um, itself? Like, So in other words, you have diabetes, but that does not mean your child's born with diabetes. No, it doesn't. But it does. It did mean that his levels could drop because obviously he was relying on me um, and my insulin levels. And then all of a sudden he'd become independent to his own. And they do say that the the baby's levels drop sometimes and then they have to be rushed into special care. Um, And sometimes they need a drip just to, you know, regulate them for 24 hours. Really? Yeah. So did they go through any risk factors um, to do with the baby? when you were diagnosed um yeah they basically said you know in short terms that if I didn't get my diabetes under control the baby could die wow Mm -hmm. now that was terrifying yeah that was the long and short of it basically yeah and when they said the baby could die and this was due to you your sugar levels being high Mm -hmm. and what would that have done to the child that could cause death um I, do you know what? I don't actually f- think they explain it to me, or I think at that point when they just said that, I just went blank and probably didn't take anything more in other than, right, I now need to get myself healthy and I need to get my insulin under control. And this is under a lot of stress. Like for someone to give you that sort of information, that's yeah. just beyond mm-hmm. stress. Yeah, um, yeah. 
you know, and I could see at that point you just saying, okay, that's it. I'm getting this under control, uh, under control, pardon me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being so diligent about it where now you're actually losing too much weight. Yeah. You know, you're that strict with it. So that's a hard thing to balance. So you've got your sugars under control, but now you're losing weight. Yeah. You know, so they eased you they eased you into having more carbohydrates yes which is fine but mm-hmm. did your insulin level also have to be adjusted with all this when your injections no that was fine because um they'd obviously um changed it up and down in the beginning to get it to the right level and because i was just not eating enough um they didn't have to adjust it anymore so it was okay i think i was probably on about 12 on the pen, 12 on the injection pen in the morning, and I think about um, 15 at night, I think. Yeah, so they didn't need to up it any more than that. So that we're talking units, just, yeah. just so that people understand. <laughs> yeah, that. sorry, yeah. No, no, yeah. that's fine, that you're gauging. Now, uh, you're gauging 12 units, and then, of course, at night, which would be a less powerful insulin that would last yeah. you throughout the 24-hour period, that's I would fine. imagine. Yeah. Um, and, and that you gave slightly more to. Now, yeah. did you use the pen? Yes, it was a pen that I had to stab into my leg. And you gave these injections in your leg, not your abdomen? No, my leg. It's funny, um, you know, now I, I would I would think they would allow you to be giving this in areas that were comfortable because now you've got your belly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so moving around isn't what it was before pregnancy, that's and right, yeah. So did they, they suggest use a leg or is that something well, that wait, you preferred? Okay, no. So they basically gave me the choice. They said you could do it in your tummy or you can do it in your leg. But the thought of me stabbing a pen into my tummy while there was a baby there just made me feel horrified. So they kind of said the second best place would be in your thigh. And and it's not painful to do it in your thigh. So that's why I went with the with that. And did you give give your um, evening injection in your thigh also, or did they recommend a different spot? No, one each leg, morning and evening. And, of course, moving your sights, I would imagine. Yeah. Right. So, you know, one part of the leg and then maybe slightly down on the next injection and yeah. so on, kind of moving it around. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So having, you know, this experience... Mm-hmm. It was so very different, I would imagine, than their, your other uh, pregnancies. Did you go into a natural uh, labor? I did, yeah. I did. And deli- they actually, it was quite funny, sorry. They, they booked me in to induce me because that's what they do when you have diabetes. And on the day I was booked in to be induced, I went into natural labor. Isn't that something? So that was, <laughs> that was great. You avoided, you avoided all that. Yeah, I did, because apparently that's the most painful labour, actually, if they induce you, and I was dreading it. So, what did they tell you why they would induce you, if you have diabetes? Um, just because it's so it's all controlled, basically, so they can get you in, um, you know, just get you hooked up on a drip, get everything ready, and, and then start you off, so they're in control of the whole situation, and you're not, basically. Well, you know, if it's for the greater good... Exactly. So now you've you've had the baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what was the next step? 
everything was obviously fine, I'm imagining, with your lovely little boy. Yeah, and I can't, I went a bit crazy. So basically, they said to me, as soon as the baby is born, there's no more insulin and you can go back to eating anything you want to eat, which is the worst thing you can probably say to somebody. <laughs> um, and I, I just so kind of behaved like a child. It was like, right, that's it. I'm going to eat cakes, chocolate, crisps, everything I couldn't eat. And I just binged, absolutely binged. And obviously, because I was breastfeeding as well, and you know, him being in special care, I had to really fight to to build up my milk. And I just ate everything high calorie, high calorie. And then before I knew it, I was 13 stone three and could have been heading for diabetes. Now, it's interesting that you said that because I know with gestational, there's also a risk. Uh, you have a higher risk factor of developing type 2 diabetes. Did they tell you yeah. that? Yeah, they did. For uh, Now, it's for a length of time. I'm not saying, you know, you don't always have to be cautious and that everyone really should be mindful and be checked. Yeah. yeah. Um, but did they give you any kind of parameters on, on where yeah, to did. really be careful? They said to me, the first 10 years, you're at high risk of um, diabetes, so you need to really sort of be healthy, get your BMI into a sensible level. And so now you binge, though. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. how long did you continue to binge? You're not still binging after two years, are you? <laughs> no, it was, it was literally, I think, the first five, six months of having him. Okay. I just, I just went a bit crazy, and I just for Britain basically um, and ate everything and anything um, all I did was just eat and feed him eat and feed him and I just didn't get off the couch for six months and then the next time I looked at myself I was 13 stone free. Now did, had you done had you experienced this had you done this with your um, other pregnancies or do you think no. this, okay so do you think this was because you were deprived and you were yeah. so regulated? Definitely, definitely. It was just like a child. It was like, right, that's it. No, I couldn't eat it. Now I'm going to. And so you did this for five, six months. And mm -hmm. you obviously, when you said you put a time period on it. So what's changed after five, six months? I just, I just see a photo of myself stuffing a cake into my mouth. And I just, I just, didn't like the person who I was looking at I, everything was big you know it was just got, I got to a point where I couldn't hide it anymore you know I was wearing leggings and t-shirts on a daily basis because that's all I could fit into and I didn't want to be that person and so what did you do um I joined Slimming World <laughs> okay all right so you you joined a program to lose weight I did mm -hmm. yeah I just did and I, I tried a few you know fans diets before that never really work and a friend of mine recommended Slimming World because it's more about healthy living um, which is what I needed to do I needed to just change the way I thought about food and that's what Slimming World does now I, so I just went along now I have to chuckle a little bit okay yeah because just to put this in perspective for a moment you've come um, you know from a place where you uh, you were told you had diabetes and you had to get everything in control and yep. you had to be healthy and keep your baby healthy and mm -hmm. you started to lose weight yeah and they said oh too much weight I mean that was a lot of weight a couple of pounds a week is a yep. lot of weight and That's so right. they said come on you have to eat a little bit more and now yep. 
you have a healthy baby, um, you know, things go back to normal. You're not on insulin injections. You're not having to test your blood sugar every two hours. No. And you completely go off the scales yeah. and start to eat everything. And then you found a plan that said healthy eating. But when you really yeah. think about it, that's just where you came from. Yeah, but this was giving me choices. This this was saying, look, if you want to have a cake, you can have a cake, but then you have to eat sensible around that cake. Whereas I was eating cake, then eating chocolate, and then eating something else. So I was really, really not concentrating on what my intake was. So this was just saying, you can eat whatever you want, but you can eat it in moderation, and you have to work around that. So... You know, it's interesting that you say that because, um, you know, I have diabetes mm -hmm. and I've had diabetes for over 30 years, type one. So I've always okay. been on insulin. And of mm -hmm. course, that's testing my blood sugars. We had very primitive ways, um, you know, 30 years ago. And, and the way we yeah. test it now is wonderful. But yeah. I'm not saying it's wonderful. I have to do it, but it's a lot easier. It's a lot more user friendly. Yeah. Now, um, when I first started, we had those very strict diets and they are hard. And yeah. when, you know, anybody's been through that, these diets are difficult. You're always left hungry. You're feeling very limited and trapped with your choices and everything yeah. you do is cheating. As soon yeah. as you're hungry and you go a little bit off that meal plan, you have this, this feeling that you're cheating and yeah. You know, it's a slippery slide. In a case of gestational, the cheating is really scary because, you know, you're pregnant. And this is so very important. I mean, you're carrying a child. There's a lot yeah. of anxiety and, you know, um, fears involved, greatly so. Mm. So, you know, I can see where you would binge afterwards. Like, to heck with this. I have choices. I want to do, I want to eat what I want to eat when I want to eat it. Yep, yeah. yeah. But that's it, you know, after the fact, um, when you, you say, my goodness, I don't like this. I don't feel the way I want to feel. I don't, you know, appear to be, you know, what I look at in the mirror is not what I want to see. Yeah. I want to be healthy, which is great. So you pick something that gave you choices, but mm -hmm. you know, on a diabetic, um, diet, let's say yeah. we're going to go beyond gestational to some degree. Did you not think that there was choices. I mean, there's far more choices now than ever before. It's really a balance, a balance between, you know, testing your blood sugar. And in your case, it was every two hours, but I, you know, you were pregnant. That was a little more extreme and you were yeah. newly diagnosed, um, you know, between you're balancing, you know, your sugars and testing it between medication and food and exercise. Yeah. And I'm really curious because you really came from uh, a place that was, you know, that was it. It was urgent. Now you're mm -hmm. pregnant. You did it. Congratulations. Because it's not an easy thing to do. No. And now you've come to a place where it's not easy to lose weight and, and eat healthy in a lot of um, circumstances. There's so much temptation. Yeah. And, you know, sugar, fat, salt. We love them. And yeah. smelling them even encourages yeah. you. Let's eat it. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's interesting that you found it much more difficult when you had already come from a place where you had the foundation of yeah. watching what you ate. Do you think it was because, just because you couldn't? Yeah, I think it was just because I couldn't, basically. So, and, yeah. A mindset, really. Yeah. 
It is. It is. It's, it's all about having it being in the right, right mindset. Absolutely. And so now you've you've got this um, new. I'm going to say uh, new plan. Okay, mm-hmm. to lose weight. And yeah. did you take any of the experiences from uh, being diagnosed with diabetes? Did you take any of that mindset and bring it forward? What in my new diet? Right. Um, I don't really think I did actually because. You know, what you can eat on a healthy diet plan and what you could, what I could eat when I was diabetic are completely different things. Um, so, no, I don't think I did take it with me, actually. You know, I find that so interesting. In a previous um, episode, if you listen back, I have mm-hmm. a nutritionist, Rose, who yeah. says you can tweak anything and make it healthy. So uh, she's talks about making chocolate pudding. Yeah. And with avocado. Yeah, honestly. I mean, even with this Slimming Well plan that I'm on and, and you know, lasagna white cheese sauce, they make it from cauliflower. I mean, who would, thought, who would have thought you could make lasagna sauce from cauliflower and it doesn't taste like cauliflower. You know, you can tweak any, everything. It's and, amazing. Now, isn't that something? So we, we've just said that and yet... When you were on your plan, uh, when you had gestational, you weren't doing that. So you were really strict and depriving yourself. Yeah, yeah. I was just too scared. I was too scared to try try anything different. I just stuck to a healthy plan, what they told me I could eat, and just stuck to that. I was too frightened to eat anything different, too frightened to tweak anything in case it brought my insulin levels up because I had a baby's health to think about so I just I just starved myself I just ate what they told me and at the times they told me and that was it wow okay so I'm gonna kind of um give an example here mm-hmm. and um again I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to previous episodes but you know there's a textbook look at diabetes mm and then there's success on your terms with diabetes. Right. Now, I understand this was a, a fairly short period of time. You had to get your levels together. You were frightened. You are pregnant. Um, and it was new. And it was urgent. You had to get it under control immediately. Mm. Now, in some cases, gestational diabetes does not go away after the pregnancy. Yeah. So in some individuals, they continue um, to be a diabetic. type two, um, but they continue to have to, you know, manage their diets, take their blood sugars, take insulin in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. So now you're not pregnant, let's say, and you have uh, diabetes that's lingering. Now it's gestational's turn to type two. And now you're eating, you're living your life. Then do you think if you were in that circumstances, you would have explored the diet more or would you felt the need to go textbook, all, continue to try to go textbook, where, okay, I'm eating at 12.01 and I'm taking my blood sugar two hours later. Do you think maybe at that point after you had given birth, you would have kind of explored and looked outside this regimented diet? Well, I would have had to because it would have been my life. So I would have had to explore that diet because, you know, you can't, you couldn't live how I was living. It, it wasn't pleasant. Um, and if it's going to become your way of life, you have to make it enjoyable for yourself, don't you? Exactly. It, success looks different for everyone. And I'm yeah. really glad to hear that you're exploring with your food options. And 
I think now that you don't have diabetes, you've allowed yourself that freedom yeah. where, you know, again, a lot of people don't see the fact that, you know, you have to enjoy your life. Look at your mm. options. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be textbook. Now, of course, when you're pregnant and for a period of time, you know, you're you're making a huge change. Yeah. Okay. So you've got to get it together. But yeah. after the fact, um, you know, it, there's there's success looks different for everyone. It does. Yeah. You know, so it's interesting, uh, very interesting to me that you've done all this work which, you know, again, is marvelous in such a short period of time. You're losing yeah. weight. Mm -hmm. You're given, now you're, you've been told, that's it. No more medication. You're doing yeah. well. The baby's fine. So now you feel, okay, I'm going to treat myself to the maximum. Yeah. You know, no more. I don't want to, you know, test my blood sugar. I don't want to worry about times. I don't want to worry about what I'm eating. I want to enjoy it and eat. So now yes. you've gone through that phase. And now you're, um, you know, embracing a healthier lifestyle and you're making cheese sauce from cauliflower. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> How are you finding that now? It, you know, because you've, you've really gone through strict, all hell breaks loose yeah. to, okay, I'm going to embrace a healthy lifestyle. I love it. I absolutely love it. There's so much choice. It's all about planning, um, preparing food in advance so you don't binge eat on crap. You you go to the sensible option. That's all it's about. Um, just changing the way you're thinking about food. And I really enjoy it. I mean, it's been um, a year and a half since I've been doing it. And if you ate a packet of crisps in front of me, it would probably make me feel physically sick. Really? So it, yeah. it really, you've really um, changed your mindset completely. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? So it's how, great. what about the family? Are you making all the dishes for everyone or just yourself? No, I'll make them. <laughs> and most of, most of the time they'll eat them. If they don't, I freeze, you know, when I cook for them, I can just whip something out of the freezer for myself. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, they, they're all willing to try, um, but they still eat the junk that they like to eat as well. And so, but you've decided to stay strong yeah. and walk away from the junk. And if they want to yeah. have it, that's fine. Yeah. But at this point, you're telling me that it, you have no interest even in looking at these uh, treats and, um, you know, potato chips or chocolate or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, because it's just, it's just the way I've got myself thinking now. If I want them, I can have them. But, I, you know, is it really worth it? Not really. So it is a mindset. Yeah. And Definitely. about having a plan yeah, and deciding this is what you want and this is mm -hmm. successful for you. Yeah, planning is the key all the time, yeah. And, and I love to hear that because I know mm -hmm. so often when we go on these um, very strict diets for too long of a period, we yeah. can just, it doesn't work. And rather than, you know, um, just kind of giving ourselves a break and saying, okay, what does work for me? We yeah. just go the complete opposite more often than not and eat far too much. So, yeah. you know, you've gone from, uh, you know, a strict diet to, again, all hell breaks loose to yeah. eating healthy. And what about prior to your pregnancy? How did your diet look then? Oh, I just grabbed anything. It was just crazy because I was a care support worker and I was in and out of people's houses. It was all pre-packed sandwiches, bags of crisps, just on-the-go food all the time because you didn't get any time to sit and eat anything sensible. It was crazy. And you've got four kids. Yeah. 
you know, at this point, a house, a job, yeah. um, you know, it, it, that must have just been insane. So I, I do think a lot of us don't even realize we're, we're, what we're putting in our mouth and when. No, we don't. We don't. We just do things for quickness. And if you actually sat and wrote things down, you'd be, you'd be probably scared at what you've put in your mouth. It's, you know, and so really this diagnosis was a bit of a wake-up call. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's very interesting. So how do you feel now about eating healthy and taking care of yourself? Are you mindful more so that you are in greater risks of diabetes? Definitely. I don't want to be injecting. I don't want to be constantly up the hospital. I don't I don't want to be having health issues because I'm diabetic and you know the horrific things that can come with diabetes. Just all the thought of that scares the life out of me. And so is this a motivation or just something you just are weary of? Because we can no, not just diabetes, a, we can have, you know, heart disease from anything, definitely. you know. It, yeah, it's a motivation. It keeps me going. Well, you're doing well, Michelle. I've seen pictures and you're Thank you're you. going you look fantastic. <laughs> Thank mean, you. Congratulations. And now you're implementing some exercise. Yeah. And are you you plan this out because it's got to be difficult. Five kids? Yeah, it's every day in the evening. Yeah, just 30 minutes. It's nothing really. You could sit and watch, you know, EastEnders, you know, for that. Just get up and move yourself for half an hour. That's all it takes. And again, I think it's about having a plan and what works for you. Definitely. You know, you've got a, a very busy schedule. Now, you have not gone back to work? No, not yet. No. And is that in the plan? Just not yet. It is in the plan, yeah, just not at the moment. So that's all wonderful, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome. And keep up the great work. I will. Thank you. You'll you'll be seeing less and less of me. (laughs) (laughs) In a good way. In a good way. Yes, absolutely. A good and healthy way. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. That was Michelle Chambers joining us today and sharing her story about gestational diabetes, her diagnosis, her struggles with diets. Michelle really got it together at the beginning out of need, being frightened. And as soon as some of that settled down and she had her child, all really hell-breaking loose with her diet, Michelle didn't like the way she felt or looked and really decided to do something and take charge of her life. She didn't want to develop diabetes and go through the whole thing again having type 2, which was a really big risk in her case, and found a plan that worked for her. She's added exercise to her life. She's found a regiment that works for her that equals success and really taken on a plan. Congratulations, Michelle. Thank you for joining me today. And if you have any comments or stories you would like to share, please email me at anitacoach.ca and follow me on Twitter at Anita Westlake. Thank you.